What is up, everyone? And welcome to a very long overdue episode of Bored and Nerdy on a Tangent. I am one of your two beautiful hosts. My name is Estee the Legend, but you already know that because you're sitting here live in my chat. Or you probably heard about this podcast from me. Up there in the top left in his new dialogue box, looking absolutely gorgeous as ever, is my co-host and dear friend. Hey, it's Dale. Hey, Dale. Hey, I'm Dale. Dale, it's we were just trying to figure this out. It's been like it's been like two months since we did this thing. And, it has. And that is one hundred percent my fault. Um just just to be transparent with you guys, uh soccer picked up my mood defective or my seasonal defective disorder affective disorder <laughs> picked up and uh your boy lost steam soccer's over now though the energy has returned also i have to admit um i i think the month of november and the way that video games hit a little different in the month of november also really relit this fire under my rear end um but i'm so happy to be back Dale and I have spent some time off uh, the podcast talking about how we want to change things up. And this is kind of like a one-off episode in what we're going to call season 1.5 of On a Tangent. Uh, We're going to be coming back very strong with what we're going to officially dub a season two of Bored and Nerdy, where we're going to do this thing right. Um, As you can tell, for those who have joined us for the live chat on twitch.tv slash sdandthelegend, or slash, hey, it's Dale, that's hey with two Y's. You'll see that we're trying to get the graphics on point, trying to get the transitions on point, and really do this thing properly. Um, But I'm excited to be back. Dale, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. Uh, We got got something kind of big to talk about. Well, I guess a lot of of things, big and small, to talk about today. So I'm really excited to, uh, to get to that. Yeah, so first off, uh, because it's been two months since we all have seen each other, to give you guys a rough uh, timeline here, I think the last um, published episode of Board and Nerdy went out in October. Um, and oh, we're, wow. sitting here, we're sitting here on 12-12 um, doing this thing. And in the time between, I've been playing a bunch of new and different stuff Um and I kind of wanted to give, I don't want to spend forever talking about what I've been playing, but I have played some really neat things recently that I want to talk about. But Dale, what have you been playing? Uh, I don't remember what I was playing last time. Um, Cause I, for those of you who aren't in my chat uh, on, on the channel or familiar with it, I've got a system set up where folks can spend points to vote for what they want to see next on stream. And once they finish that, we open up the vote and everyone piles in. So I go through a lot of stuff pretty often. Uh, I know that I've covered uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. I just started Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for the second time, and I'm actually really enjoying it this time around. I'm pretty sure I've been vocal on this series about how meh I felt about Breath of the Wild. It's a very different story now. Uh, I think I might have been doing some Danganronpa stuff back in October. We finished that up. That's, yeah, uh, that's I, where I've been. My my uh, subscribe page or my subscribe suggestions or playlist. I don't YouTube, guys. I'm sorry. I'm old. I don't YouTube. <laughs> but I just saw the uh, 
Dungaropa 2 video that you put out uh, was suggested to me when I actually was just booting up uh, some of these clips that we're going to be showing as we talk about games today. Um, so if you guys did not know that, Dale has been going pretty steadily in uh, the lull between Bored and Nerdy episodes with really getting his YouTube channel up and running. And is it still under the Hey, It's Dale uh, moniker? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. So go check that out. Uh, I know that there was a great um, debate about the Final Fantasy logos, uh, which ones are the best. I have to admit that after watching it, I do not agree with you. Um, I yeah, think I'm sure. I think Seven <laughs> is one of the most boring logos. It's just a freaking meteor. Um, so whatever. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you want to go check it out and be angry with Dale like I am, please feel free to do so. Um, I, I, dude, kind of took... A weird turn in, in my gaming realm. I've gotten very into Rocket League again. Um, I, I went on a climb from Silver 2 to Plat 2. Um, and even started playing solos in, in Rocket League. Um, Epic has done some nice quality of life changes in Rocket League. And it's really drawn me back. It makes it a lot easier to play with friends now too. Uh, the cross console is way better as far as lag goes. And uh, it's free to play now. So none of my f friends have excuses as to why... They can't download it on their PlayStations and, and play. Um, but I, I also dove into Dark Souls 2 just because I want to complete the trilogy, which I kind of regret doing before I finished Ring City um, because I beat the twin demons that many of you guys watched me tilt on for like five hours. I beat them. I was like, okay, we're going to knock out Ring City. And then for some reason, I started playing Dark Souls 2. Um, I've been having a meh time with that there's moments where i'm like hey this is dark souls this is great and then there's moments where i'm just like you guys were extremely lazy when you were making this game this i could see why this is kind of viewed as the redhead stepchild of the series um yeah, yeah absolutely it's uh it has uh i don't want to say that it's not a good game but it is not my dark souls not what i identify with dark souls and there's just a lot of room for improvement i feel yeah they force the grind too hard in my opinion a lot of areas for me in the way i play can only be accomplished through extinction and that's not fun for me uh to kill you know one guy 10 times and then go kill another guy 10 times in order to get to the thing i really want to do just feels like force grind um i've i've stumbled into a delightful little indie project called basement uh which some of you might have seen me stream um interesting little sim game that i didn't think was gonna have much depth and kind of felt really repetitive early on and then i went to sandbox mode it became absolutely hooked so that's something i like to play for like 10 15 minutes here and there um and just have a blast with doing that and then obviously last but not least uh, again guys this is being recorded on 12 12 um you know thursday uh cyberpunk dropped and i've been uh fiddling around with that i would call it fiddling around because i've only been playing for like half an hour to an hour at a time um and i don't know man i'm actually in a really good spot deal if i have a lot of games right now that you know for my multiple moods like i've got something that addresses all of them so i'm in that nice november spot where options are available i mean that's that's good that's the, that's really good because you don't feel locked into anything but that's also kind of bad right because you can get that feeling of being overwhelmed and you don't know where to reach out to. That's what I get stuck in, like stuck into all the time, which is why I've been so narrowed down to just 
let's do this one thing let's get over it and then let's move on yeah yeah i i can absolutely uh agree with you on the feeling of being overwhelmed um but the the benefit i have right now is that um there are specific games that draw me in that I want to play for long periods of time, but like rocket league, I'll get on for two or three matches and then I'm, then I'm kind of done with it. And I'm okay with being done with it. Uh, same thing with cyberpunk. I'll go do a mission or two and then I'm cool with it. Uh, and then dark souls is like where I jump on for those three to five hour long sessions where like, I'm really going to sit down and grind a game. Um, and then base vicious, I don't know, like, say I have to watch a video or training for work that I've watched 25 times and I don't, (laughs) I can't skip it, but I have to be in front of my computer and watch it. Basement's a fun little, you know, off to the side. I don't really have to give it my full attention all the time. Uh, So yeah, normally I would agree with you, but the fact that each one fits a different niche kind of really, really helps. Um, For sure. Yeah. So guys, we've, we've been playing a lot. Um, I'm trying to set a schedule now for when I stream. It's pretty much Tuesday through Thursday night, starting at 7 p.m. until I get tired. And then uh, you guys know on the weekends when we can. Dale has a preset regiment of, uh, Dale, you are Wednesday through Sunday? Wednesday through Saturday, every 8 p.m. to midnight central time. So if you want to come learn more about it, guys, check us out. Um, the podcast that you are now listening to, if you are not doing so on iTunes, Spotify, or Google podcasts is available wherever you get your podcasts. So those chilling in chat right now with Twitch, please make sure to check us out where you can, however you can tell a friend, bring a friend. All right. So let's get into the subject matter of today. Uh, so Dale, this week we had the game awards. Um, need some like extra echo, some extra reverb, right? Like, if I had the lack of laziness, I would post-production that. Um, so I watched the whole thing live. I know you were tuning in and out because you were working for some of it. You were driving for some of it. Um, yep. I know you only had a chance to really skim through and look over mostly. Let's be honest, guys. This should have been called uh, the trailer event. Um, Just call us the trailer, boys seriously this so a three-hour event and i think the awards might have taken a total of 25 minutes out of the three hours yeah they 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 skimp over the rewards they're like hey, okay this one this one this one this one trailer exactly which i'll be honest with you uh probably made it way more interesting for me um and i know that in your skimming you you didn't really get a chance to dig deep into the awards i don't think you missed anything because um i was very happy when i woke up the next day and hashtag rigged was trending <laughs> on Twitter. So I went to go see if it was about election stuff. Cause I, I teach about, you know, politics and civics and law. Um, so I like to be up to date with current events. So I could talk to my students about it. And I was so happy that when I clicked on it, it was about the game awards. And a lot of people echoed my sentiment that the last of us was given far too many awards that it did not deserve. Um, now that's not to say it wasn't a fantastic game that did deserve praise. It did, earn a lot of the categories it did win however um my sentiment while watching it and again i've only played i mean only watched a lot of these games i didn't get to play a lot of them but i've watched a lot of other people play carrion hades uh ghost of shishima and um i forgot the other one that i was like really why are they robbing this tonight It it deserves more praise than it's getting um Oh, Doom Eternal. 
Damn. I don't think Doom Eternal yeah. won a single award. And I just, it, it absolutely blew my mind. Also, the fact I, that, go ahead, Dale, sorry. I, I think one of the few things that Doom probably would have had a chance for was music. Uh, but then we got Seven Remake, and uh, I'm a little biased boy over here. I'm very happy that Seven. I personally, so I didn't watch uh, Seven Remake because, as you know, I did not enjoy the original Seven. And I think part of that was because I was introduced to the series as Ten, um, and and I actually enjoyed Thirteen. And there's a totally 100% different vibe about Ten and Thirteen from pretty much every other Final Fantasy that's ever existed. Uh, but apparently there is a uh, a Doom Eternal soundtrack controversy. In, in what way? Uh, Mick Gordon, the guy responsible for the last uh, the last soundtrack for Doom 2016, only mixed some of the songs, and they left the company after the fallout. Huh. I wonder so if that was like reflected. A mixed, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. You know, that, that could be part of the reason, because I, I personally am not the biggest fan of um, heavy heavy rock slash metal, um, but when you, my give heart. Me, when you give me a good rift, like, you know this, we've talked about it, I'm a hit or miss on, on what bands I will listen to that go a little heavier, like, I will rock haste the day all day long, and you might look at me and go, how can you claim not to like heavy music, but like haste the day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I could still find the melody. I could still find the the harmonies in there. It's easy for somebody like me that's not deep into music theory. Whereas you put like animals as leaders, I'm like, what is this obnoxious nonsense? <laughs> and people are like, you don't get it. They're brilliant musicians. I'm like, you don't get it. My ears are bleeding. I don't care. Um, All right. I mean, I I love me some prog and some gent and whatever else is coming out well, now. But but, but, but animals thing, as leaders though. just sounds like notes together it doesn't sound like music to me well a lot of their a lot of their songs sound that way some they've got some really melodic stuff that sounds great so i dig that so i mean it's hit or miss for me but part of uh what i was gonna get at there is i don't know if the music was good or not in final fantasy 7 because i've intentionally avoided the remake hoping that one day i'll bring myself to sit down and play it but if we look at literally every final fantasy ever Name me one Final Fantasy that didn't include at least three bangers. You can't, because it doesn't exist. Even back when it was just simple 8-bit melodies. You cannot... Nope, nope, I refuse. Final Fantasy Legends. Adventure. Whatever became the the Mana series. (laughs) All right, all right, I... I actually, I defer to your point. Um, so I don't have a problem with it winning, but I do think that that Doom, that's a category it could have won. Um, I also thought it was kind of interesting that it wasn't included in the best action game. Um, and now I understand that a lot of people don't particularly think of first-person shooters as action games. But if you think about the way like a Doom or a Quake plays, games like that that are so based on this fluid movement and speed and jumping from platform to platform, they're less about being a shooter and more about the things we typically think of in an adventure, right? Like dodge the hazards and, and move quickly and bounce from platforms and beat the boss through movement and and recognition of patterns. Um, I, the fact that we don't include it there, I think it's kind of messed up. Um, but that was just my take. I mean, that's the, that, that comes the whole, 
what is a role-playing game aspect, right? Any Anything that you're put in another position for, any anything that you're acting out as like the avatar for, that is a role that you are that playing. That you're playing. I think it's good to have a difference between your action, action adventure games and specifically your first person shooter games. I think there's a very big disconnect between that. So here's one more question for you. Cause now that we're getting into uh, the minutia of what makes it a game, this, that, <laughs> or the other. So there's a category called family game of the year. Uh, uh, yeah. So, which to me, I think, okay, I'm sitting down on the couch with my family we all have a controller. I'm thinking like Mario Party, Mario Kart, uh, you know. I could even go with Smash Brothers because that's not like, yes, it's a fighter game, but it's a funny fighter game. You know, I think that's why I think of when I think of family games. I did not think that Animal Crossing belonged in the category of family game because it requires I- each player to have a console. Mm. What, what uh, but to play at the same time, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's fair. Uh, my, from my limited experience of Animal Crossing, uh, you could have multiple characters on one game. Uh, you could have like, I'm, I'm remembering um, New Leaf for the 3DS. You could have your main character, and then other people could um, pop in, make new characters as villagers in your town. And you could all play together, like take turns, do whatever, whoever's currently on it. And for like a pep- pick up and go thing, I think that's a very like family oriented thing. Uh, if that carried over to. So you don't mind it being horizons. there? It, it did. It did. Uh, so you could. So technically, I could have like you and me on the same console in the house together, but you as the second player could only assist me in my actions you can't alter buildings you can't alter the environment you could like go collect you could shake the trees and get the fruit and that kind of stuff but you couldn't chop a tree down for me or you couldn't plant a tree um so like even though you're on the island with me it's not like stardew where like i could go dungeon crawling while you take care of the farm today which by the way super hypo about 1.5 but we'll save that for another day (laughs) for Um, another day indeed (laughs) we'll have to farm that content for all it's worth yeah, I definitely see Animal Crossing as a family game. Um, is it one of the strongest ones out there? I don't think so. Do I hate that that's what people wanted to go for? No, absolutely not. I think it came at the perfect time or at the start of the pandemic. Right. And I don't know. I, 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 th- I think of it. So um, one one other piece that I'll say about the awards, and then I'll move off of the awards, but this really actually bothered me. Um, so they had Content Creator of the Year as a, an award category. Um, and after looking it up, it turns out that every single one of them was a Twitch content creator. Um, there was not a YouTube... Like, sorry, let me, let me pause. Not like a YouTube live gaming... Uh, content creator like tons of people that will take their twitch content make it into a highlight reel and then put it on uh youtube but these were all twitch streamers and i want to know the criteria by which they judged it because it was not fan voted which i would have accepted if it was fan voted it was not fan voted if we look at pure views and revenue tim the Tatman was included in the category and after doing some research it's not even close 
his numbers are like twice the runner-up of the people that uh, were also named within the category. Um, if we're going with most growth over the Twitch year, it was hands down Dr. Lupo. Um, if we go with most amount of uh, endorsements within their content, like people that support the content they create, again, it would have been Dr. Lupo. Dr. Lupo wasn't even an option for content creator of the year. Um, and the individual that won it has a very strong community. Um, I know a lot of people that are very happy that Valkyrie won it, but I just want to know the criteria by which they judged it because in every form that I've tried to analyze how they picked their winner, she doesn't win. And I'm not gonna lie, guys, I'm, I'm a Dr. Lupo fanboy, but I also just really like good humans. And the fact that he wasn't even nominated when, depending on the criteria that you're using to judge this category, he potentially could have been the front runner in two out of the five categories that I just talked about. I just think it's complete garbage, and it was an absolute sham, just like The Last of Us winning 70% of the awards. No, nope, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I completely stay out of that. I don't know who any one of those people really are. I don't, I don't stay up to date on, like, top large bill streamers i'm a very bad twitcher person but nah because nah. I, I think you and i are the same i'd rather go hang out in a chat that's got like 25 30 people in it and everybody is engaged in what's happening and and um i like when i pop in and you know uh like one of the reasons i enjoy going to streams like yours or book club for games um why go in there? People that are familiar to the stream are like, yo, Estan, welcome back. Because there's not many of us. And there's something very special about that. Not just the streamer acknowledges that you're there, but also the streamer's community is like, hey, mm. welcome home. Yeah. And that feels real cool. Um, so, so I, this this might sound weird, but my favorite feeling one of my favorite feelings of being on Twitch as as a viewer is going to a stream, finding a great, wholesome community, getting to know people, getting to know the streamer, the the the, the viewers who who come on in. And it just feels like the bar cheers. Where everyone right. knows your name. You're just there. You you it's it's a Friday night, you're coming through, they slide over your beer, they know exactly what's going on, and you just hang out. I, I love that feeling that 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 is why I wanted to look further into Twitch apart from Starcraft tournaments and start streaming myself. I have to make a note here for uh, the end of the show. <laughs> oh, no. I know what that laugh means. I don't like oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. It's great. It's gonna be great. You're actually I actually think you might be shocked. I think I actually have a good idea for once. Um, so let's get out of the trash that is the last of us winning awards it did not deserve. And let's get into um what we what you and I really want to talk about, because let, let's be honest. Um I think what we're both most excited for was all the beautiful, creative games that were highlighted and hyped up and are coming out um, in the 2021 gaming calendar. Um, so Indeed. 
we we share a few items on this list, folks. But you'll be shocked to hear that Dale and I have different tastes in games. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought? Holy cow! But this we're not first... just all mindless drones. <laughs> the, the first game that we're going to talk about, I'm actually going to force Dale to try to pronounce it, um, is one that we both agree upon. I actually think you might have been in my chat when I saw this and said, "I love this." Um, so Dale, do you want do you want to pronounce this beautiful little gem for us? Let's talk about chit 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 chia real quick. It's either chia to chia. I'm not quite sure. I haven't heard it pronounced clearly, so I apologize if that's just butchered. But, man, this looks really, really interesting. I think I was in uh, in your chat uh, when you were taking a look at it, and I don't, I don't know. There's something about it that just, it feels calming. It feels... Wholesome. I don't know if I want to say wholesome. It does. It feels wholesome. I don't know if it is or not. It feels very wholesome. Th- so when I, when I saw it, I called it Moana Breath of the Wild. Is what I thought this looked like on first take. I have no clue if that has anything to do with it, but you know, can you get any more wholesome than Moana? Um, move, 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 move. Moving on. I was in a great. <laughs> Huge fan of Moana. So move, move, moving on. Oh, okay. I think it looks Breath of the Wild because there's a glider, and that's Breath of the Wild has gliders. So, therefore, Chia is the Breath of the Wild clone. Uh, is that the criteria now? Uh, if you have a glider, I, I, th- you're I think so. I mean, so, Breath of the Wild has a glider. Fortnite has a glider, and Genshin Impact has a glider. Coincidence? I think not. Mm. I I see where your head's at. Um, so something and that in Fortnite. I, sorry, and in Fortnite, you collect materials as well. Aha! Sorry, I can't. I can't let. I leave it. Wait, alone. wait, wait. So is is Breath of the Wild just Fortnite campaign <laughs> edition? <laughs> Fortnite campaign edition. God. Oh, no. And there are chests in Legend of Zelda. Oh no. Oh no! I hate it. This I is the quality it. content you come here for, and you know it. <laughs> so, so what little I could gather about this story has to do with a tribe of uh, young people um, who have abilities to connect with the spirit of the island. That's the depth I was able to get at further research of this game. Uh, if you were watching the trailer on my stream, you may have seen um, she actually jumps into a coconut and starts rolling around as a coconut. Uh, she jumps into one of the birds that's on the island. It looks like a gull. I don't know if it was supposed to be a pelican. Can't really tell. Um, but there appears to be some sort of struggle that the island's going through. Um, and you take on the role of several of the young people on the island who are harnessing the spirit of the island to overcome this struggle. Something that I would really like, I have no clue, I'm just, this is like a shot in the dark here, but something I hope that's part of this game and included. There's a scene in the trailer of a bunch of young people hanging out around a campfire. I would Mm -hmm. love for that to be like my party, all right? 
and each each member in some way shape or form connects differently with the island so if i need to take over like a water or an animal thing i need different young people i think that would be a cool take shot in the dark but i'm hoping that's a thing yeah i would i would love to see that and i had the kind of idea of like a uh uh, an earthbound type party where you get like a very limited number of new uh, new characters, new cast, but they all have like a very distinct thing they can do and to best utilize whatever you need to do to overcome the puzzle, find the solution, whatever. You got to swap between the different cast members. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a lot of fun. The game whatever it ends up being looks like it's a lot of fun i can't wait to give it a try it is um an xbox studios game so uh we'll have it on the xbox consoles those that have the xbox experience uh will be able to play it on pcs i did not see i mean i think it might i don't want to say exclusive because you know by default now if you have the xbox experience on windows 10 you have an xbox uh so why would i buy a series S like stop, get out of here. Um, but it's definitely something that looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun to play. And, uh, I'm, I'm strongly considering, give it a try. There's a lot of games though, that were launched, um, or announced in the trailers that I also feel that way about such as the next game we're going to talk about, which originally Dale, if I'm being honest, did not grab me. Um, this one did not originally grab me until I watched it a little further. And that would be Road 96. I'm right there with you. So my first response was, why is a kid being told to hitchhike home by his parents? Makes no sense. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's like a coming of age thing. I that that's that that was like the premise that I got from it. And they're it's like you're in Pokemon. Why would you send a ten year old kid out with monsters in the grass and they're losing their lunch money? It it doesn't make sense at face value. It doesn't make sense when you look into it, but it's just the premise and you roll with it. Yeah, sometimes you just have to accept it. It is what it is, and that's just that's just what you're getting. Um yep. so accept it and, and move on. Um I will say that the thing that I find to be cool about this is that um there is a story behind it but it's a procedurally generated um adventure there's there's literally thousands of combinations that could come together on how you play this story um it's going to be very choice driven um, there is, you may have seen, if you're watching the trailer on my stream, uh, there's an element of you have to collect evidence, uh, using a camera, um, and you're trying to make it air quote home while playing through this procedurally generated hitchhike adventure. And there was just something about it. If you haven't checked it out, guys, go watch the, um, game awards launch trailer for road 96. Cause it's yeah, okay. kind of really I, interesting it felt I, I feel like it had a choose your own adventure type like book feel to right. it where you had to choose between what do you do do you stay on this page do you go to the next page do you go to page 200 do you go to page 104 are you sent all the way back to the beginning do you start over who knows 
Yeah, I, I. That's a great way of putting it. I was thinking like the Telltale games meets Choose Your Own Adventure, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of choices. There's, there's minor air quote gameplay to it, but it's more about the choices and how the choices are going to impact. Dude, it's Oregon. It's Oregon Trail. Dale, it's Oregon Trail. It's Oregon Trail. Oh God, <laughs> not again. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, one of the questions I had, well, I had a couple of, of questions when watching it. A lot of the trailers here, I'm going to have questions that and be like, it looks neat, but, but what is it? Yes. Uh, so one of the things that they said in the Road 96 trailer was keep everyone alive. Like, mm. Make sure through your choices, keep everyone alive. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? I have the potential die? to kill people. I have the potential to kill the people that I start uh, becoming friends with that, that help me? Like, are there people that I'll meet that will leave me and will later on come back into the story based on actions I've done? It, and I have this kind of like disconnect with where gameplay ends and story begins or like just what our position is. Mm. Is this just all my choices and that's that's it? It's just the, the narrative pulling us through is there anything that we as the player have control of for the character or is just like just all just built upon yes no maybe eh. i'm not gonna lie that what is it aspect actually excites me more so than scares me there's so many games that i feel like when i hear it announced when i hear it talked about i'm like okay i know what it is i know exactly what i'm gonna get um i think to um you know, the big title everybody's talking about right now, Cyberpunk. I was like, okay, so how is this any different than Fallout 4? And as I'm playing Cyberpunk, that's exactly what I feel like I'm experiencing. I feel like I'm experiencing Fallout 4. And that's not a bad thing, but I want something new that makes me go, that's freaking cool. Um, I, I think to I'm gonna give a second shout out this stream to Book Club for Games was playing a game called Mo- Mushroom Eleven, and mm-hmm. it was a platforming adventure puzzle strategy game. And I'm like, what the heck am I watching? <laughs> and it was it was intriguing for the art. It was intriguing for the mechanics, and it was intriguing for the gameplay. But the most intriguing thing was like. Me sitting there going, what can I compare this to? So I, I think that might have actually been one of the most um, alluring things to Road 96 for me is I, I'm not entirely sure what's trying to accomplish. And I think I want to play it to figure that out. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that. You know what else on this list I feel the exact same way about? Uh-oh. What's that? One of my favorite things that I've shown off, Seasons. Seasons. You know what? That one did catch my eye. Um, Go ahead, though, please. We were given nothing. Pretty much nothing. We got, like, this slice of life aspect to it. Is that all that it's going to be? We're just going throughout whoever this, uh, this, this, this person's life, and that's that's it. We're just experiencing that kind of like artsy vibe. Is there more? Is there any bit of 
gameplay? What's what's going on with it? I everything about that trailer and how minimal it was and how unrevealing the reveal was instantly got me hooked. So I love it. I will be honest with you. This game reminds me, for some reason, very much so of the game Journey. Um, if you guys have not seen or played Journey, it's literally a game about just taking a journey. It's it's, it's some might call it a walking simulator, but it's so much more. It's a moving piece of art. And um, that's kind of why I felt like Seasons could be. It's a game that I'll tell you what, I hope you do get it, Dale. I hope you do play it because I personally am not going to play it. But I will watch the ever loving crap of somebody else play it. I feel like this would be a great thing to uh, sit there and talk about with other people as you're experiencing it. I feel like this could be a streamer's dream. Um, but it is also quite interesting. So there was a line from this, and this is funny because I'm not looking this up and. I just told you I'm not interested in playing this game, but this stuck with me. She says, our uh, our forefathers or our grandfathers, I forgot which one she used, had lived for 4,000 years. Our parents got a century to themselves, but we have but only one season. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a game that plays in like a cycle. So you play through it one way. I play through the season. I get my time. I'm on this timeline. If I play through it again, do I get to experience a different story? Do I get to experience the same story a different way? Like what exactly are we getting? And and I agree with you. There is something very beautiful and alluring about this game, but I hope you play it. Cause I will not be. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely, definitely very excited um, to see where it goes. And I, I feel like this has the risk of me, being really excited for the potential that it has, and it just fizzles out. So we'll see where it goes. All right. So you got to throw one out there, so I'm going to throw one out there. I poggered so hard at the very first title, which I will talk about eventually, of the trailers that were shown on um, the pre-show. So there was a pre-show, which led into a pre-show. Yeah, it was weird. The format, yeah, the format it, was really weird. It was definitely a little like, uh, guys, what's going on here? But um, essentially, it was the G four uh, Attack of the Show people uh, were on for a pre-show before the official Game Awards pre-show, and they showed off a couple trailers, and um, I poggered so hard off the first one it rolled into the second one which i was even more excited about but it just poggered so hard that like i didn't have time to recuperate and then i actually had to get up stand up and walk away from my computer because <laughs> what i thought we were going to be getting was left for dead three and as i watched the trailer i was like this is left for dead three. Oh my god this is left for dead three and then it says from the team that brought you Left for Dead. I was like, wait a minute. Am I disappointed? Because if they brought us Left for Dead, this they're not going to announce a Left for Dead. 
getting its own self-supported original IP is the development team of Left 4 Dead. Back for Blood. It's exactly what you think it is. It's a Left 4 Dead clone. But if Valve wasn't going to make a trilogy out of it, the developers decided that they would. You could see all of your favorite zombies in here. You could see your hunter, your spitter, your boomer, your tank, your charger. They're a little different, but they serve the same function. You're still going to have your 4v4 uh, PvP. And I am just super, super excited for Back for Blood, which Dale has no interest in whatsoever. Not really. No, no, I never. I I know how important Left 4 Dead is to some folks. I could not care any less. Um, I think the banter between characters in Left 4 Dead was cool. I think they brought that back even better in Back for Blood. Like the, I think it was near the end of the trailer. The back and forth between some of the characters was fantastic, but it just feels like mindless shooting simulator 2020, 2021, whatever. And, uh, 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 and Dale loves this. every second. Dale loves every yeah, yeah. second. Every, every second of it. I'm not playing it. So, you know, I, and I will say that there are those who feel the way you do about it. Um, but if you ever got into the competitive scene, you would know that every map has a strategy. Teamwork is mandatory, not a recommendation. And, uh, it has a lot of the elements that I simply love about um, cooperative shooters. It, it never gets boring because it changes depending on who you're playing upon. So here's another one for you, Dale, because I know that this one actually had uh, gave you some interest. Um, I thought we were getting a zombies mode. I did not think the zombies mode was for Call of Duty or Left 4 Dead. I thought we were getting a zombies mode for Red Dead Redemption. But instead, we got Evil West. What do you think about the trailer for Evil West, Dale? It is Van Helsing meets Clint Eastwood, and I was all over it. Oh my gosh, I don't. I'm not really a westerns guy. I'm a very big like fantasy, supernatural, hunter vibe kind of guy. Seeing these two things cross, I thought it was really cool. I thought I thought it was great. And again, I feel like I didn't really get much from what the trailer was. Like what kind of game it's really going to be, how it's going to play out. But um, I'm excited from concept alone. So I wasn't until I actually thought um, for a second that this was going to be a Van Helsing title. When mm-hmm, there's a scene mm-hmm. where uh, you have what clearly looks like a Helsing, a hunter, drop in on this bridge surrounded by all sorts of undead ghoulies and he throws like magic out into the air and just starts kicking ass with crossbows that looked like they were filled with stakes and like that was the moment that turned me from all right it's just red dead with zombies to oh i wonder if there's gonna be a skill tree to help me decide how i get to kill zombies like, can I choose between being like a machete wielding dude that cuts the heads off of, you know, werewolves or can I be arranged? Like, are there going to be options to this? There's so much that I want to know that I didn't get answered 
in this trailer. Um, but it had enough there to, to keep it on my radar for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that if there's one thing that's going to kill it for me right away, if it turns into like this isometric kind mm. of action Diablo clone, I would not enjoy that. I think like Path of Exile or Grim Dawn. I don't, I don't want that. I want something that's more, um, I don't know, more over the shoulder action based. Uh, third person action based. I don't know what the term for that is. So something closer I, to like an Assassin's Creed. I just well, want more Dark Souls. I just <laughs> want more Bloodborne. That's 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 it. It's hi. It's me. You got to know this was coming out. That's that's the kind of feel that I want. Well, so then let's transition into a title that I think might actually end up being up that alley. Um, I. I'm just going to say this before I let you go off on why you like it. Oh, no. <laughs> the thing that worries me about this game, I'm not saying I'm not into this game. I actually very much so am, but I have a genuine concern that this game has an identity crisis. Uh-oh. Dale, what made you like the idea of Crimson Desert? Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the combat, mostly. Um, I for For, like half of the trailer I could not give two singular mm, about the game uh did not really care I was not entranced but started seeing the combat and it gave me like a kind of uh Hellblade meets Witcher 3 meets Shadows of Mordor kind of vibe where it felt like it had a lot of weight and it's all about timing and how to use your your, um, I don't know, movement with the uh, whoever you're facing, and that just really intrigued me. I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I'm definitely intrigued by it. I think it looked really pretty. Seeing the the towns and the townsfolk and just the life from there, yeah, I was, I, I was very very curious about it. So. I was sort of with you um, at the start of it, it. The trailer opens up with what actually looks like the train ride in for Westworld for anybody that's watched Westworld. Um, it, it's this Valley that if you put a train track in it, tell me those aren't the mazes that you go by and uh, the start of Westworld. Um, and then it goes into what looks like banished uh, this like medieval sort of town. Now they're in um, the, the, the desert portion, if you guys played Red Dead 2, that desert portion that's in the bottom left of the map, right? Now they're down there in, in like, the Alamo situation. And then there's Norse symbols while they're, like... The, the game, to me, just seems like it's trying to do too much. There's an orc on the screen right now. Um, there's a dragon riding. Um, I mean, maybe... Oh, God. Maybe they they tie it all together somehow, but it does look pretty. Um, it does look like the combat is going to be. I like how you said that. It looks like it has weight to it because that's a very good way to describe um, the combat of Dark Souls as opposed to like the combat of Devil May Cry, which is very floaty and and um, kind of like doesn't agree with the laws of physics, even though the screen that I'm watching right now is very hack and slash. Some of the boss fights did look like they were going to be very mechanics based. 
didn't look like they were going to be too gimmicky. Um, but I don't know, man. It just it concerns me how the game is all over the place. It kind of reminds me of the convolutedness of Assassin's Creed going in and out of like the mind chamber. I don't even know what it's called because I stopped caring about Assassin's Creed a very long time ago. But like the fact that all this stuff is happening in your brain or whatever. If they could keep the story actually make sense and avoid the convoluted nature of it, maybe this could be a game I give a shot to when it comes out on the Humble Bundle in like a year. Um, it looks pretty. Yeah, it looks. It does look very pretty. Although I do remember, I think it's towards the end. There, there is. It might be in the Norse area you're thinking of. Uh, there's like a lot of flashing lights, and I feel like the frame rate gets really, really choppy at some points. Which makes me think this is kind of like oh, and the because the there was no talking at the very beginning. I felt that was really jarring. Like you, you have this great big music buildup, and they're in a cutscene. People are talking, but they're not saying anything. You're not hearing their their mouths are moving. Right. Music is playing. The sound isn't off. They're just not saying anything. It's it's weird. Um, so it makes me think that it's like a proof of concept. Uh, it's something just trying to get out there. Uh, it might be like wildly changed. Who knows? So we'll have to hold on and see. I also thought it was kind of interesting that, um, I forgot that this was as he fights Zeus, right? Like how are you going to ride a dragon? And then the very next cutscene, fight Zeus. And, and now you're back in, it looks like some middle Eastern battle, uh, trying to storm a fortress, um, that's in the middle of, you know, the desert. I, I don't get where this game's going. Um, and you know what? Maybe they don't need me to get where they're going because they could get there without me. But what I was going to say is I did notice a lot of the sparks and the, the way the light works in this game reminds me a lot of the Lotus Petals from Ghost of uh, Shushima. Shushi, uh, sh- Ghost I of Tsushima? Thank you. I can never say that name for some reason. Um. And it, it kind of did make me think that they were trying to capitalize on that same concept, but just give it a different color of paint. We'll have to see, though, because if they could pull all that beauty together and make a fighting mechanic that works well, I personally would like it to succeed. It looks like it could be a fun game, but we'll have to see. I, I agree. And to note, this is this was the single most, um, the, the, the single title that I wrote the most about. I had most to say about it. So, I mean, that, I think there's a lot to, to, to say about as well. So before we go too much further, cause I don't have a lot to say about it. Um, but I know you wanted to bring it up. We got our latest smash character. Uh, <laughs> so I'll give you the floor to say what it is. You got to say, uh, uh, you're a little fanboy self can talk about how it's got really nothing to do with smash you're just excited about who it is uh go ahead and say what you gotta say about it i don't play smash i don't i don't keep up with smash there's been a lot of drama between the smash community nintendo how nintendo has been treating all of their ips and their fans and they're under blast that that's that that's that's a separate topic for a couple of other times but my boy Sephiroth made it into Smash. No one was expecting it. And I'm so goddamn happy. I'm gonna I'm actually thinking of going back to Smash 
picking up some DLC for it, and just having a good old time. Some friends. Well, if you do that, I let me know. Absolutely. I I can't believe that the inclusion of one character, I should say a favorite character from a long withstanding favorite game and series of mine has piqued my interest this much. In well, I, I think they know that. I think that's Smash. what they're capitalizing on, right? They're bringing in Master Chief. They're bringing in Mashona Daryl. Uh, no, that's Fortnite. <laughs> Sorry. I really did forget that that was Fortnite. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> but that's what these games do, right? Is right as you stop caring about them, they find a way to bring in people that would not otherwise care about them. Um, you know, we, we do have things like Steve from Minecraft in Smash, and that is actually correct. Um, you know, let's capitalize on these well-developed and well-loved communities and bring them to our game. I, in two weeks, have to host a Smash tournament with a bunch of high schoolers that are sweaty nerds that will absolutely destroy me. I would like to be able to at least take one stock off them. So I do need <laughs> I do need a training buddy. So if you do get back into it, let me know. I am a Mario main, so I will not be downloading any DLC. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, so, you know, on the topic of games that are actually fun... Um, this next one, I just, I'm going to be honest with you. It just looks like good fun. I'm a little sad that it's an exclusive to PlayStation. Um, but I would be excited if I did own a PlayStation to give this a run. It kind of has that Ratchet and Clank vibe. It's got that good old buddy side-scroller mismatch pair um, thing going on. And that is the adorable little bunny that takes over in the game fist it is fist oh gosh so what do you want to say about fist dale i liked it i thought it was cute i like the idea for it and i think the thing that i find most appealing about it is now the 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 gameplay it just feels very in my notes i put down it feels very snappy I don't know what other word to use. Now it seems very, very tight and polished, and I'm. It, it, it caught my attention. It did look very clean. Um, it looked better. Honestly, it looked better than the Odd World trailer that they threw out there. Um, it also looked really cool. The part of the thing that I liked, I, I enjoy games that let me do this uh, because it, it gives replayability. Uh, whatever this power fist is that this rabbit has on his back has multiple ways that you could modify it. Um, so, you know, depending on what modifiers you're currently packing in your punch, um, the game's going to feel different and it's going to play different. I think that adds some replayability to it um, and, and could make it a cool little platforming adventure. Um, also, something that could make or break well, no, not something. It is the make or break for me when it comes to platformers. A lot of platformers have this really bad habit of making the the area you play on feel separated from the world that's in the background. I thought Fist mm. did a very good job, even though you're just moving left to right on this 2D linear uh, you know, path. The, it did a good job of connecting the foreground to the background and really immersing you in this 3D world that you're not actually a part of. Um, I agree. So I, I 
thought it looked really good, man. And I think it has a lot of potential to be um, a title that we'll see a second, third, or fourth of. I did, however, hate the what the acronym stands for because I feel like it was forced. Um, fist, forged, do you feel like it was ham-fisted in? I do. I do. Forged in shadow, I'm okay with. Torch. Forged in shadow, torch. Unless the character's name is Torch, I do not accept this title. If it shall forever and always just be this to me. There'll be no T. Heard it here first, folks. The bunny's name is Torch. If it's not, I automatically give this game a zero out of ten. Period. <laughs> you know what? You know what game I do give a zero out of ten to? Oh God. sorry ruined king oh my god i'm so glad that you felt the same way about that as i did oh it's a league turn-based battle game with no twisted fates instant zero to ten don't care not only that but i'll I'll be honest with you okay i'll be 100 percent honest with you here um league not league riot announced that it was going to put out, I forgot what it was, five or whatever games. They were all going to be of different genres. They were going to put out a card game, an auto battler, a shooter, um, a platformer, and I guess a turn-based. So far, if we've looked at what they've dropped, Valorant has been a success. Legends of Ruterra, while the following is not huge, it's steady and it's beloved. So I'll call that a success. TFT, the tournaments for TFT rival uh, the NALCS. Like it's on the same level as their primary content. That's wild. And then you're going to put this hot garbage out there. (laughs) This doesn't even look good. It looks like scuffed Marvel Alliance meets a mobile port of Final Fantasy VI. That's what this looks like. I was kind of digging it. Not, not, not going to lie. I was really digging the, uh, the selections. I could see looking into it, but I'm not particularly entranced by it myself. Yeah. No, thank you. Also of all the places that have beautiful lore in it, um, they're going to choose Bilgewater. No, you know what makes sense for Bilgewater? Legends of Runeterra being played at a tavern in Bilgewater in the same way that Hearthstone is played in a tavern makes a lot of sense. It's a card game. Sitting down in Bilgewater and playing a card game makes sense. Why not give us something like, I don't know, Noxious? That would have been dope. Or Freljord, where I don't know. There's a, literally been like three battles for the crown. No, you're going to give me the place that like has, I think part of the reason they chose Bilgewater is because the lore there is so disconnected and horse shit. They're going to try to make up some bullshit to pass it off as like meaningful. No, this is where scumbags and mercenaries come from. I mean, it happens to be some of my favorite league champions come from here, but also the ones I ban the most because they're scumbags and shitlords also <laughs> come from ba- Bilgewater. I am upset. I need a juice I box. It. I am upset. I love it. I love it. Go get your pizza rolls. I'm sure they're ready now. Jesus. How could you, Riot? 
<laughs> oh my god, I love it. I Sorry. love it so much. Sorry. I, I you know what, Dale, you kind of blindsided me with that and now I'm an emotional wreck. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna blindside you with one because I need I need emotional support um at this moment in time. And this is something that I am so happy they showed me a trailer of because apparently I have been living under an absolute freaking rock and have somehow missed out on a game that was up for RPG of the year was what has won some steam awards for RPG storytelling. And I somehow have missed this because I live under a freaking rock, but I wanted to thank the game awards so much for announcing the trailer for disco Elysium final cut. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are so many things I love about this from the intentionally kind of off artwork. Um, to that dark dystopic feeling it has, but I also love that they're doing, they're mixing like two of my favorite genres here. They're taking detective noir and mixing it with kind of like almost this Eldrick vibe. Um, and I love it. And I don't know how I didn't know about it, but the fact that it's this beautiful RPG that somehow has eluded me up until this point uh, thank you, Game Awards, for announcing the final cut version of this. Um, and right now, for those who, shameless plug, we're not getting sponsored or anything, it's currently on sale in the regular version. If you buy the regular version now, you will get a free upgrade to final cut when it comes out in uh, 2021. Wow, that's great. Wow. So go get it for cheap now and get this enhanced version when it launches. Yeah, I, I got to say that. I, I've seen bits of Disco Elysium, uh, and it looks great. I, I, you mentioned the art style. I love the, the, the art direction. I thought it was fantastic. I really like the voice actors. I think they all did a f phenomenal job. We're giving great direction. I don't think this would ever be something I play, though. Mm. It has... Uh, I don't want to say that's too complex for me, but just looking at the options with the stats, with the with the the, the the choices, whatever else, I got this feeling of anxiety, and I was just so overwhelmed. I would love watching someone else play it. Mm -hmm. I would love dipping my toes in very slowly, maybe. Um, this is one of those games I feel like I'd probably hate to play blind, hate to experiment on my own, because there's just so much to it. I feel so overwhelmed with it just all coming in at me. And you know, I'm, I'm totally down for watching someone else stumble through it. So you not, hit it here first, me. guys. Dale's going to play Seasons for me, or Season for me, and I will play Disco Elysium for him. There we go. We got covered. Problem you know? solved. So Dale, all right, all right. I got I got to get your thoughts on this next one because I was not actually, I didn't even write it down as a game that was worthy of talking about. And you have it on your list as something that you actually have thoughts on. Um, to me, this just kind of looked like they took the girl from Genshin impact and transferred her into a different edge Lordy Korean style art style game. And they called it Scarlet Nexus. Uh, so why, mm. why? Uh, it looked like the next code vein. And I really liked Code Vein. That's Fair. pretty much why. Um, 
it felt like it felt like Code Vein and Nier Automata had a baby, and they get the kind of like Soulsy vibe from Code Vein, and they get that near kind of like Bullet Hell vibe from, well, I mean Nier, and yeah, I I I just thought it looked really neat. I have that weeb side of me where I don't care about the art style that much; it doesn't bother me. Um. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the the premise was cool. I thought the setting was cool. I liked the kind of like future, um, like I don't know the modern futuristic whatever setting. I liked it. So the, the past three scenes, they just took us from um, was it Capital City in Legend of Korra with trees growing up through the city. They showed it again. They took us through uh. Titus's Zendikar, which, by the way, still bothers me that's Titus and not Titus. Would have made so much more sense if it was Titus. Uh, his Zendikar, where you first start uh, when Sin attacks. And then they took us into Inception as the city was being sucked into the sky. Um, this is another game that I think might have an identity crisis. Also, there's a girl... Uh-uh. Uh, uh, but it's anime. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Weeb Hour with Dale. Uh, <laughs> listen guys it's okay for me to make fun of him for being a weeb because i am a weeb myself but weebs can make fun of other weebs it's in the rules um yeah so this one did not like too generic for me um too many dark hair bang boys with like single strands of highlight of some like bright obnoxious color in it um you know that girl right there literally looks like the girl from Genshin Impact. It, too much of the same for me. Did not catch my eye. Um, maybe it'll be something that ends up being fantastic. And after watching you play it, I end up buying it myself. But it did. It literally didn't even make it to my radar. Like it went yeah. in in my eyeballs. It's straight out the back of my skull. I don't. I don't doubt that. Um, it's. I like the aesthetic. I. I. I'm excited to see what what comes out. I mean, there 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 have been a lot of things here that uh, certainly did not catch my eyeballs. Uh, one of them being, <laughs> I felt so witty. We have Medal of Honor above and beyond. Oh my god! Towards the end, I did not care. No, at all. And I thought that the graphics for Above and Beyond went below and behind. They I see what you did there. Bad. I, I will say I, I it they looked really bad after they showed the trailer when Jeff was like I can't wait to go home and play that I was like no you're not you're not playing that you're not even coming close <laughs> to playing that I do appreciate that they're trying to make VR a thing um, I do think it's it's the next you know we're we're hitting the 4k gaming we're nowhere near ready to approach 8k I mean TV came and do 8k even though they're selling 8k TVs um, you know it, the next logical progression at this time is let's perfect VR and make it a thing. So I am glad that, you know, on the heels of Alex, they're trying to do big VR things. Phasmophobia has tried to do some great things with VR. Um, so I'm glad that they're still pushing it. Yeah. But, but if we're talking about VR, we got to talk about mist. Oh, when they, when they said that mist was coming to VR, as someone who doesn't really have a connection to Mist, who doesn't, I didn't grow up with Mist. I I have not played through Mist. I've seen a friend play through a few titles. I think that bringing Mist to VR is one hundred percent 
the, the correct, correct call. call. So here's, here's I feel like it's the next like general uh, advancement for for those kind of like first person puzzle games. Here's my question to you: Do you feel like you missed out on Mist? Like, do you feel like that's so? I have these games that other people have connections to. They grew up playing it, or, or you know, something to that effect, and um, they want me to get involved with it. But it's just—it's too late. The graphics aren't the same. Um, the the environment of the world's not the same. The peripherals that you could best enjoy, like go back and play Goldeneye right now, guys. It's the most trash experience of your life. However, when that always has been, <clears throat> you stop it. You shut up. You shut up right now, you charlatan. Um, so, anyways, back to thoughts that make sense. Um, Mist is one of those things that I feel like I would have really enjoyed in the time, in the environment. I feel like this brings it back to the forefront that it would be an appropriate time for me to engage with it and, and be able to pick up on something I feel like I missed out on. You know? Have you ever had that experience with a game where you just feel like you you missed it and you wish you could have experienced it in its prime? I'm sure I have. Nothing really screams out to me right now. Um, but I mean, there, there are definitely a lot of RPGs that I've I've missed out on. Uh, namely, we've been talking about the Tales of series. Oh yeah, uh, on my channel, and I've never gone through any of those games. I've heard of a couple, a few different titles. But yeah, I, I never invest the time into them. So it's I have like really big following. I have Basaria in my um, in my library. It's one that I, I keep meaning to get into, but like RPGs are something that RPGs of that nature. Let me go ahead and say that. Um, I know are very much for me. I have to be in the mindset to sit down for like a full week and play nothing but that and beat it. That's why I do the best. Is when I could really just play a an RPG in one go with no desire to play other things. Um, there are like the modern day RPG, uh, cyberpunk fallout Four, things of that nature. I could kind of sit and go with it. Um, but when it comes to those big titles, like the final fantasies of the world or what I imagine the tales of to be, um, I need to be able to just sit down and ju- just do that. So, Dale, I want to talk about my... I have one more that I want to talk about that's not on your list, and it was actually my biggest poggers. And it actually... Okay. It comes very appropriately after you brought up Mist, because here's the deal. After GoldenEye, this might have been my favorite Nintendo 64 title. I don't know if it's going to hold up. I'm very glad to go back and... and it kind of reminds me of when they announced that they were redoing the Resident Evil series and how excited I got for that. Um, it was actually the very first trailer in the official pre-show. And it, it, I had no clue it was even... Until they put the title track down, I didn't even know that that's what they were talking about. Perfect Dark. So okay, they're going with... A fantastic take on this. Uh, the perfect dark of my childhood involved alien technology and pretty much GoldenEye, but like meets, um, I just forgot the name of the movie. There's a random radio satellite in the middle of the desert that's taken over by aliens. Their legs turn backwards. If you know what it is, hit me up in the comments and let me know. Um, but 
this has a very different and unique take on the world has kind of been taken over by big corporations. They control all of the natural resources and they have made these perfect little cities for human beings to live in. And, uh, you know, they'll provide you with the resources that you need because literally if you go out into the wild, they're not there anymore. They're poisoned. They're not available. And here we are, uh, the voice of the people, the voice of the world. And we are taking on big corpo, um, to kind of reclaim the earth. It's a much different take than the original one, but if they kind of stay true to the fighting style and the principles of it, I'm excited to see what they bring out. Um, and I poggered very hard to see that they're taking this title and bringing it back to the forefront. Um, so I wonder, I wonder if, you know, 30 year old, 35 year old me is going to enjoy as much as 15 year old me did. Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, I, I've heard of perfect dark. I didn't grow up with it. I know absolutely nothing about it. Uh, I will say, I always confuse Perfect Dark for Mirror's Edge. Whenever I, I hear Perfect Dark, I just think Mirror's Edge. Or if I hear Mirror's Edge, I think Perfect Dark. To me, they're one and the same. Why that happened, I don't know. But <laughs> and, here and, we are. And that's perfectly fine. Um, because at the end of the day, um, this could be a complete flop. And you know, if nobody has the attachment that I have to it, you will not come back and be like, Estan, that sucked. Why'd you get me excited for that? Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm always a fan of people not coming back and throwing things in my face. Um, <laughs> but for me, it was a very huge, like, I'm excited for this moment. I hope that they kind of, to some level, recapture uh, the magic of the original. At least if the storytelling's there, I'll be happy. Um, the show ended with possibly the most useless trailer I've ever seen. But for you, I know it's exciting. So, Dale, why don't you go ahead and tell us why on God's green earth you are excited for another Mass Effect? I'm shocked. Oh, my gosh. That was probably, that was probably one of the things I was most excited for. Uh, I'm just excited to have another Mass Effect. Uh, I really... I feel like I'm in the minority here. I really, really enjoyed the first Mass, the uh, first Mass Effect. And if we're having a uh, another game after the release of Andromeda, I'm super pumped for that. I hope it doesn't turn to Mass Effect three levels where we got the whole divide there. But if we had like a a, a return to Mass Effect one, I'm all over it. I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. Do I think it's going to do well? Uh, probably not. I don't, I, I, my, my trust isn't there, but it absolutely is one of the things I was most excited to, to see coming back. So I'll, I'll make two statements here. Uh, first is a disclaimer to this. For what I understand mass effect to be, um, this large scale, your decisions carry weight, uh, RPG, sci-fi adventure i i there's a lot there that i would like if they would just drop the sci-fi part this is hmm. way too close to star wars for me uh as a vibe um and it's just it, 
I don't want people to think that I'm just a hater of Star Wars. I watch The Mandalorian. Um, I, I it's, I'm not like allergic to Star Wars. It's guys, I like Star Wars. I watch The Mando. It's okay. <laughs> so, so well, here's the thing though, right? The Mandalorian is totally different than all of Star Wars. The Mandalorian is close closer to a Wild West movie than it is to uh, like the past spoiler alerts. You guys got like 30 seconds mutant. If you haven't watched the most recent episodes of the Mandalorian, bleep, 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 bleep. All right. The past few episodes where they've gotten back into the whole force and the empire, like I'm starting to lose interest again. I want them to go back to what I call supernatural style of show. I have the bad guy. It's loosely connected to the big story. I chase the bad guy. I capture the bad guy. It minor, minorly progresses the main storyline. I like that recipe. I don't like this like hard to grasp convoluted concept of like, uh, no, just no. Um, I feel like that's what Mass Effect is. Am I unfairly judging it? I don't know. But it just doesn't grab me because it feels too close to like Star Wars for me, plain and simple. Um, but shout, and you know what else, Dale? I, sorry, there was a second piece to this. So that's number one that it upset me. Number two, there was no Elden Ring announcement. They made a big deal. They announced Game of the Year before they played this trailer. Yeah, I was upset about. Uh, uh, I can't say upset, disappointed, uh, perturbed uh, about the lack of Elden Ring, but you know, it's just I was expecting it. To I was me, expecting it wasn't going to show up. The weight of this announcement to me should have gone before Game of the Year. Your game award show, Game of the Year, should have been the pinnacle of everything you do, and that to be like, all right, before we depart, we have the final trailer of the night, and then for it to be Mass Effect and not Elden Ring. Martin, that might have been the last straw. All right. You and your white beard could go shove it. Sanderson has my heart now. Stormlight Archives is better than Game of Thrones. I said it. Don't at me. I'll fight all of you. That is your call. <laughs> Dale, was there anything we missed from your trailer list that you wanted to talk about? Uh, nothing that I really wanted to talk about. Um,. Oddworld was cool. I thought that one of the weirdest things announced was It Takes Two. Mm. I was really digging it until the Book of Love yeah. came on. And I just You know it, it was a it was a six for me. Like I, I ranked all of my all of my games on like a matter of interest and how into them I was. It was it was a six. I was I was I was kind of feeling it. And then the Book of Love came on, I'm like, I don't I don't care. So I anymore. put a few. It, I had question marks. Yeah. I had question marks for games that, like, to your point, they were in that six range. And I need to learn more before I feel like I could talk about them. So I just want you to know what it says on my little notepad. It takes two question mark slash WTF is up with the effing book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. You know? I don't know. It, it felt, it honestly felt like. Just a, an interactive DreamWorks movie to me. Sure. Because of that book. And I just, 
No, no. I you know no. what? That's very well said. I could totally see that. An interactive DreamWorks movie. Very much so. Um I was thinking of uh a lot of the teapot, but like if they took the teapot's voice and put it inside the clock from Beauty and the Beast. It's mm. some, for some reason to me, that's like who the book was. They like why were the pages ripped coming out being his arms? Why not just make it a bookmark? Like that was weird. Ter- terrible choice to be made there. One other one I just want to put on your radar as like a question mark because I think it has the potential to have the fighting style we like um, with possibly even like a gauntlet vibe to it. Hear me out on this. Hood. Um, it, that was the... I was intrigued. That was the Robin Hood. Uh, I think it's like called Hood Legends or something like that. It's uh, like a take on Robin Hood. There's a few characters. Um, obviously, the, the stealthy archer who's Robin Hood. There's like a Friar Tuck character, a little John type character. Uh, I need to learn much more about it because it could just kind of be a cheesy adventure game that I'm not really down for, but it also could have the potential to be something great. So that was also another question mark, uh, middle of the road I need to learn more on, but I think people should have that brought to their attention. Yeah, I was curious about Hood. It felt like they marked My first thought was that it was For Honor meets Dishonored, Mm. where you have the, I wasn't, I had no idea if it was single player, if it was multiplayer, if it was whatever. So if it was multiplayer, if it's a team deathmatch thing and they're going against each other, I, I, I was intrigued. I didn't get much out of it. Yeah, it was, it was, it left too many questions for me because to your point, is it a co-op? Like, is this adventure trying? Is that what, the, like, instead of it being a side-scroller, is this, like, action-adventure trying? I don't know. Um, but it, I thought it was worthy of putting out there on people's radar. Uh, the last thing, I'm sorry, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about, but I forgot I put it over here because it's not so much about the trailer. It's about the concept. And I have to be honest, it concerns me as a psychology teacher and as um, a recovering addict. Um the game awards had a bunch of spots put in by Facebook gaming that ultimately upset me, upset me because there were these great, like um, lighthearted uh, endearing moments that would happen and they would have nothing to do with gaming. And then it'd be like Facebook gaming afterwards. But there was one piece about a doctor who created something called endeavor RX. Uh, essentially it's a handheld video game that is being um, prescribed as a form of treatment for people with um, emotional disorders. And I have an issue with this. Um, It comes from a few places. And the first one is... I'll speak to the piece of being a recovering addict. Uh, Substance abuse runs in my family. Uh, Once upon a time, I loved me the booze. I no longer love the booze because the booze does not love me. Hangovers lasting for two days is really what broke the trend. Um, But I have an addictive personality. Once upon a time, it was towards very healthy things like um, the gym or, you know, running or uh, music, whatever. Lately, I find myself using video games as a form of escapism as opposed to addressing my issues. As a psychology teacher, I've done a lot of research on this, and 
plain and simple, guys. Uh, the same chemicals that drive us to things like drugs are released when we play video games, the feel-good vibes. And while people might be like, you can't be addicted to video games, you could be addicted to literally anything that makes you happy, guys. Um, so Endeavor RX kind of worried me as something that we are exposing people who are already in a fragile state of mind to and telling them they have to participate in it. Um, and I don't know, like, for me personally, how I feel about video games becoming medicine. Um, Dale, I know I just blindsided it with you with that, but what's your hot take on the Endeavor RX video games signed as medicine? Uh, I honestly did not keep up with that. Um, I guess I didn't realize how deep that went. I definitely understand the place of concern and worry though absolutely yeah so guys take a look at decide for yourselves on that one um it is fda approved uh there are uh several insurance companies that cover it as a form of treatment um and the idea for it is um originally sound decent to me it, it was about uh, brain elasticity um, and challenging the brain in the same way you would do like Sudoku to keep your brain young and fresh. But then when I found out that they weren't assigning it to people with like Alzheimer's or degenerative disease, uh, diseases and disorders, they were assigning it to people with emotional disorders. Um, I don't know, man. It's an interesting thing. It was announced during the game awards and as for this guy personally, that's a hard no for me, bro. I think it's a slippery slope. And then as somebody that already struggles to get kids' attention while teaching with cell phones and switches and, uh, you know, remote learning to begin with, now they have a thing in their backpack that's assigned to them by a doctor that they could kind of hold up and be like, mister, I'm playing this. Next thing you know, guys, I'm going to be sitting in front of a classroom full of kids playing video games. Might as well start bringing my Switch to work. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows, Dale? Maybe it'll be an excuse for me to play Rocket League with the kids at school. Maybe I got this thing all wrong. But I, I do think it's a slippery slope we're going down. I do love the idea, though, that we are exploring things outside of... Just to go back on to a positive note, guys, anything that's not putting a kid on a pill that makes them not feel like themselves or not feel alive anymore, I'm totally for. So I love that we're exploring alternative forms of making people feel like the best version of themselves they could be. It's just, as a teacher, I worry about 15-year-old having this as a prescription and having them lose those social skills and fall even further into the addiction that is video games. Um, would love your guys' take on that. Feel free to comment and let me know. Uh, I'm sure once Dale does his research, he'll weigh in and tell me he thinks I'm wrong, which is one of the reasons I love this man. Um, but yeah, so that, that was officially it for me from news for the uh, Game Awards and their trailers. Oof. Hey, guys. A lot to cover. A lot a lot out there. You know who knows how to take a good vibe and just turn it into something dark and twisted? Hi, my name is <laughs> S. Dan. Um, so, so, Dale, uh, we're moving forward with season two of Boarded Nerdy. Um, we've had a lot of suggestions uh, between the two of us to come down the pike here. Uh, Anything that you want to throw out there to see how people in the audience are vibing with to get some feedback on of the things we've talked about, uh, ideas for segments of shows or things like that, that you want to put out there for the folks. Uh, say hi. Um, just let us know. I, nothing, nothing particular comes to mind right now. Um, 
I would love if we have some sort of uh some sort of like question and answer uh segment towards the end for those folks who do come on live over to the uh, twitch stream uh we can get some immediate stuff there but otherwise yeah we'll just take it as it comes a couple other segments that uh have been ideas thrown around some things that um i brought up to dale once or twice and some things i'm completely blindsiding him with um we have many friends that support us and we would love to support our friends in whatever way we can um so something that we've considered doing and we're trying to figure out the best way of doing it is maybe like a clip of the week that we could do here on the Twitch, um, either at the end of the podcast or after the podcast is ended for those that join us live to give a little incentive to come on through. Um, we also both have access to a lot of excess keys from our humble monthly. Um, I know that I personally hate watching unclaimed keys sit in my humble monthly so uh we'd like to start throwing some of those out to those folks that come on by and, and support us here in the live streams um you know i usually have about three or four left over each month either i already own the game or i just know that they're games that i could claim it i'm interested in it but let's be honest i now have over 600 unplayed titles in my steam library i'd rather give it to somebody that's going to play it so we, we're also considering doing the uh, humble monthly key giveaway and dale are you ready to be blindsided I'm ready. Hit me. So when we were talking about Chia, um, we were talking about how wholesome that game looked. And we got into a little tangents too, also about uh, how we enjoy going to wholesome communities. I would love it if our audience, just like them suggesting a clip of the week, would help us discover wholesome communities out there in the Twitch world. Ooh. And perhaps we could do a wholesome highlight uh, each week it, it from, you know, community suggestions uh, and just kind of, you know, neither one of us has the world's largest audience, but I think I speak for both of us when I say I have some of the most loyal and amazing people in my small little community. Um, and I would love to send their support to other streamers who are wholesome and quality content. So what do you think of that? Yeah, idea? I love that idea. Absolutely love that idea. I love meeting some new folks. So, folks, let us know any ideas you guys have. Um, Dale has his Discord accessible through um, his channel. You could go over to twitch.tv slash hey, it's Dale. Hey with two Ys. Uh, and he's got all the info right there to get into his Discord. Um, over on my stream, twitch.tv slash legend E-S-D-A-N, the legend. Uh, you could come and get my Discord information. We have a channel for the podcast right there in um, the Discord. We have a Twitter that I'm starting to be more active on. I check it every day. I don't know how to Twitter, but if people at me, I actually know now. I'm checking it every day. Board underscore nerdy. It didn't save the ant. I don't know why. We've been over this. Hi, welcome to the show. Um, let us know your suggestions, guys. Interacting with you guys is my favorite part of doing this. Um, I'm sure Dale feels the same because he really does not enjoy interacting with me. Absolutely not. <laughs> Worst part of the show. So, so <laughs> let us know, guys. Um, it, it'd be really great to know what you guys want to hear. And again, like if we could help our friends by, you know, if you have a, a quality clip from a small streamer and uh, you think it would be good for like a clip of the week type thing or um, a wholesome streamer, we can even rotate through them. It doesn't have to be an every week thing. Um, you know, we could get them as we 
we can share them as we get them. Uh, but let us know, guys. All right, Dale. What do you got for the folks, Fez? Your your parting thoughts. Well, I'm curious what everyone's favorite release of 2020, 2021 is going to be. What your least anticipated release of 2020, 2021 is going to be. I've got a few doozies on here that I'm not looking forward to. And I think it'd be great if they grew up to be some like actual like big shot good things. Let us know, guys. Um, we could talk about them. All right. As always, appreciate you, homies, for coming on through. This has been episode one, the first and last episode of season 1.5 of Bored and Nerdy. Get involved. We're gonna be coming. Uh, we're gonna be coming through very soon. Um, we're f- trying to finalize. I-, I believe we said the day of December twenty third is the date we're finalizing our details for our challenge run of Dark Souls. Um, Dale's typing something. He's probably typing December twenty third right now because he forgot to do that. Um, but we're, we've made a mission for the two of us to know when we could be available and all the rules we're going to do for the much anticipated and long beleaguered, uh, dark souls, dark three, souls three run challenge run. Super, super excited for that. So we're going to put that out there. It's going to be on the stream strams. You guys can come cheer for, I'm, I'm going to use the opportunity to try to raise some money for some good causes. Uh, you could come and cheer for your favorite, uh, dark souls runner, or you could just come and tell me how trash I am and how Dale's going to whoop me. Both are appreciated and accepted. And then we're going to be coming back in full force guys with season two of boarded nerdy done right until we catch you guys again, please do indeed stay gold pony boy.